Hello and welcome to a new episode of Confused. Uh, today, um, what I was wondering, uh, I was thinking about sharing something interesting with our listeners. Now, uh, this topic has kind of popped up more. Uh, I, I just have to say there, Mona, that the thought of sharing something interesting with our listeners is a bolt out of the blue. <laughs> we always do that, don't we? <laughs> no, this is even even more interesting. Can you can you kind of understand? I mean, that's where I'm coming from. It's even more yeah. interesting than what we normally share. So uh, this time we're talking about um, the fact that uh, we're digitizing services. Now, what I mean by digitizing services is not just um, um, having a computer um, in your workplace or working from home, working remotely, using email or using social media or any of those things. What we're talking about here is completely changing your business model, adding another extra layer of whatever services that you provide. Is it possible to provide them digitally? How do you do it? What does it look like? Is there is that relevant? Would people use it? And if they do, would they benefit out of it? So these are the flurry of questions that we are sharing with our listeners today in the in the hope that uh, hopefully some of these questions will help you come up with your own ideas in your own relevant businesses and professional services and um, see if there is a way to digitize your services offering. So Julian, um, the question that has popped up in my or what I've noticed so far is uh, events have done it. Events have kind of doing it, or this is for the first time where there's just no, there's there's plenty of virtual events out there now that's happening. Hospitality and the food industry has kind of adapted. Yes, with the help of technology partners and delivery apps and all those other things, yes. Uh, what are some of the examples that you've come across? And uh, do you think it's a good idea for these professional services firms in particular to think about digitizing their services. Is it easy? Is it possible? It's already happening in some areas. So if you look at some of the uh, legal services, those are already being digitized mm. um, because some of the standard forms and standard documents, um, it's easy to do. Uh, and that's just another step on, really, from some of those where you could, you know, buy a will from the post office. Um, at least in this instance, you're getting something that is that is passed through a, a confirmed legal process. So I think that can be done. I, I think the interesting thing is where technology is drawing parallel with some of the aspects of the service. Um, now, when you look at uh, so, does that mean creating a better service? Uh, kind of, but it's where, <coughs> pardon me, it's where when you look at. So, for example, the limitation is being looking at the physicality of something. So, if you're looking, for argument's sake, at um, the assessment of assets in a factory, if you're or um, assets in a building which have always had to be done manually by human being walking into a location and assessing the object. What is happening now and already uh, is, is happening 
um, is, for example, Ford of America has now got three of the um, dog robots um, from mm. Boston Boston um, uh, Robotics who are um, they're there and I'm trying to remember what the, the dogs are actually called um, incredible bits of kit but they are now used to walk through the factory and keep a live inventory of the equipment and its condition so they will go around and assess uh, the equipment in the factory where it is what it's doing what's changed and keep an absolutely up-to-date um, inventory of all the the assets in the that's where you're starting to have um, again and this is where my argument um, somebody posted a long time ago or not that long ago last year I think um, somebody in, in the Royal Institution of Chad Sveyer said um, oh we're you know we're not all about data an analysis well actually we are that's what, and this again comes back to that point that the value, what will happen is some of the run of the mill stuff will be will be able to be digitized. Now, if just to use a his, another historical analogy, if you look at the industrial revolution, the basic work of the the manufacture of the cloth was automated. It wasn't until later that the automation reached the manufacturing of clothing because it required a more sophisticated machine. We're now in a situation where that sort of automation, and that's really what we're talking about, can now happen within the services that relied upon the human mind and the human in the ability of the human to look and recognize and assess the condition of an object can now be done by a uh, potentially done by robotics um, that removes the need for a human being to walk through the factory or in my own case uh, you know I look at drone technology is that it's not going to be too far distant where you can release a swarm of drones into a building and they'll be able to assess and produce a list of all the um, equipment and assets that's in the building it's going to happen you know it, it's it's what is going to happen so you then got to look at what services can the service sector still provide well it's going to be less about the assembling of the data and more about the analysis of that data and that's where it comes back to the the digital services that you can do is that it may be um, in the future not too far-fetched that you will get an up-to-date asset register from your client um, that you know is up-to-date because it's been compiled by an automated device and then you will you will may do some initial data analysis via um, the artificial intelligence in your computer or whatever then you will have to as a human being actually look at it and think what does this actually mean how would this how would i advise my client on this and i think it it returns professional services actually to a purer form of giving professional advice rather than being involved in the compilation of the data
So to me, it sounds like it's this will happen, um, this automation and uh, robots and stuff that you're talking about. That'll happen in incremental stages. In phase one, yes, it'll collect all the data, but, but I'm also reading and understanding uh, uh, about business intelligence apps <laughs> and other things that are actually getting smarter yeah. at predictive um, testing and analysis and everything. Wow. So it looks like the the services industry will have to keep up with those incremental stages and be one step ahead well uh, just to, just to interrupt there we've we've got 5g coming in there you go in 10 years time because it takes years for the yeah, technology yeah. to come in yeah. in 10 years time it's entirely possible for you to have a 5g you will have let's not say it's entirely possible you will have a 5g chip in mm whatever device it is, mm. that will be informing the owner of that device on the device's condition. Mm. The usage patterns and yep. all sorts of, yeah, weather impact and environmental yep. impact and God knows what yep. not. And there you go. It will be a matter of just kind of printing out a summary and providing that. But then again, the question then comes, what do you do with that summary? That's, you, yeah, and that is where the services, yeah. And, and that is that is going to be the most baffling thing because we are going to be inundated. Overloaded with stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that that's where you've got to look at this and say, well, what do I need to know? What is important? And to a certain extent, the digitization of the service will be, how do I interpret this mass of data in order to get value out of it? And also I've noticed, especially with digitization, is um, even in the past when the great IT sector uh, technology came into the uh, the working world in mm. terms of social media or anything, it, like there's this habit, it happens, it doesn't happen overnight, it happens in phases. Businesses also mm. take time to kind of absorb the uh, uh, the benefits of technology and what they do is they do that in phases in part one only 10% of the devices are converted or whatever mm. they are because as they go out of life and you get new devices and that's when you get these new 5g models because you're willing to pay more money because Absolutely. at the time when they've lived their life and not necessarily if it's an existing for example we're talking property if it's an existing property or a commercial property not every single air conditioning model will be changed at the same time unless yeah. it's a new construction Absolutely. so you can see these phases happening and i think um in the initial years uh the professional services industry will have to rely heavily on making sense of that data and connecting old with the new and giving that complete picture because if two of your assets are giving you really up-to-date uh, information about what they are and the other 10 are not, then that means there is this disconnect which still needs to, you still need to arrive at the whole picture. And one of the risks is that, yes, what you say is true, Mona. However, there is an advantage with the manufacturers of the equipment to retrofit their equipment. Mm. They mm. will also be offering the client that yeah. data. Yes. So... Yeah. With a major air conditioning plant or a major piece of equipment, that data will be fed back to the client. But that's um, a new audience you're talking about then. That's quite interesting. That's a different angle to think indeed. about. Mm. But what it also means is that, you know, the control of that information, that this again is where the professionals um, are at risk because... Yeah, they don't own the, that data. No. 
And, and this is similar to what has happened in the residential real estate market. If you look at that, it used to be 20 years ago, a protected industry where the information was held within the brains of the property professionals, you know, about values and um, valuations. The banks and building societies in a very canny way started their own databases. So they mm. know exactly now mm. the data is now, <coughs> excuse me, publicly available. Mm. The interesting thing is, is because every house is unique, there is still a value in in having uh, somebody um, looking at it to assess how this property is different from that one. Um, but even so, the banks and the building societies really rely upon the algorithm and all they're looking at the professional for is their indemnity policy. That's right. So when you're looking at um, uh, this sort of information, which which already people like uh, Teese and um, uh, Siemens, the people who provide lift technology, the people who provide air conditioning technology, will provide that data back to the client. The question is, is whether the client actually understands, um, and I'm not saying whether they do or they don't, but whether then the client can understand what those reports mean um, and whether it is an effective use of their resource so but in um, the interim i can already sense some sort of a collaboration for this professional services industry to kind of look at this new segment uh, of indeed. not necessarily users but providers of data because they will help um they will help the professional services industry to keep be in business because uh, the data is uh, coming from there potentially but you have to think about what that business is you know, at the moment, a big chunk of the business is this bread and butter work, which mm. is going to go. So yes, it's yes. a bit like, yeah. you know, everybody is after ease of use and no matter what it's in. You know, and again, going back to my favorite car analogy, my car now tells me everything it needs, um, whether it needs a service, whether it mm. needs more um, diesel particulate fluid, whether it needs, you know, it will tell me. I don't have to worry about it. Um, this is what people are seeking when it comes to the, you know, maintenance of their equipment. Most equipment now, and this is the critical, this is an interesting point. My lawnmower tells me when it needs a service, even my lawnmower. <laughs> Does it really need a service at that time? You know, is it is it um, just doing it because it's done a certain distance or it's been a certain time has passed? And it's the same you have to look at, um, you know, how far is it assessing the condition of something? <coughs> Excuse me. How, how much is the piece of equipment telling you that it needs something based upon the algorithm in its brain? Or is it actually assessing the tolerances in the piece of equipment and telling you we've now reached a point where this needs to be done? Mm -hmm. What what does that indicator actually mean? And, that, and those setups, those algorithms will be set up by the manufacturer because mm -hmm. um, most likely those things will have to either return to, well, not in property, but from a, a lawn mowing perspective, they'll probably have to return to the manufacturer for service. But and they will with the with the in property because if you've got a lift for a period of time, that lift you will have to go back to Siemens or yeah, yeah, or, they'll probably get their own people to look. Yeah, yeah. 
so the point is that a lot of this as well, if you again, you may need specialized equipment in order to read what that computer is telling you. Mm. So this again comes back to the car analogy where you need a special piece of equipment in order to read what the car is telling you. To so, me, I mean, if I have to visualize this as a property person or a services or, 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 or a service provider within the property industry, I think in the near future, and look, I, I love to make, who doesn't love to make future predictions? Not in 2020, but uh, <laughs> it looks like there, there, there's this need of connector services that will actually connect the new to the old, to the current, to the past, and all these sorts of combinations and make sense of all that is happening at any given time in a business and how it applies to the business. So it's really this these connectors and joiners of either information or people or, or, or machines or data and, and business strategies and goals and, and dollar values and all that sort. So someone who's making across this entire spectrum of things and making sense of all those different inputs that are coming from different, different options and making that understandable and easier to understand. That's what what service industry would mean. Yes. And this is where across the board, it comes back to So it's actually understanding something a bit more about the bit of equipment. And what mm. it's doing and what they are what the manufacturers are attempting to get it to do you mm. know we're going to be looking at a, at a piece of equipment with far more um sophistication so you'll be you'll be looking at at a lift for argument's sake that has has um led screens on every single surface that can you know be lifting you to the skies as far as you're concerned looking at the screens around you there'll be you know there'll be air conditioning equipment that will be able to monitor the time of day the air purity there is so much stuff going to be available um Mm. covering the energy usage covering a whole raft of different things that are going to be in systems that may or may not be able to communicate with one another Mm. at least in the starting phases yes Absolutely. And the question is, is, you know, you've then got building management systems. Mm, What information will they be getting in and the depth of information? And you're looking at a, you know, um, when you're looking at a a tall building, a skyscraper in Sydney, for example, it's an incredibly complex piece of kit. It is. Incredibly complex. When you Just think the way it about functions it, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely, the way it was built and, so yeah, how it's hard. used. <coughs> yeah. So, for example, if you're putting in 5G on every floor, because you've got to put in 5G on every floor because its transmission data, uh, its transmission is um, limited, who owns that? Is that the tenant or is it the landlord who's going to maintain it? Mm. Is it the is it Telstra? Is it Optus? Who does that? Um you're going to be looking at 5G on top of every single lamppost. Um, so there's one complication. And then you're, you're looking at how can you um, maintain that. And it's a complicated, really is, a um, you know, getting a more complicated um, mm. building right the way down to the individual computers in every office um, and the energy load. And now, you know, we're looking at, God knows how long it will go on for. The density of those offices are now going to yeah, be lower. 
how they're going to, yeah, yeah, how oh. many people in there and what they're used for. So there's, there's a vast chunk of data out there. And yes, you're absolutely right. This is where the need to understand and interpret um, the role is going to change from just being someone who goes out and produces a list of, of oh yes, you've got an air conditioning plant or you've got a lift made by Siemens. You're actually going to need to understand a little bit more about all those bits and pieces that are part of it in order to give your client good advice, mm. uh, which is not impossible. Um, but as one, as one client said to me when we were looking for a facilities manager and I found someone who was the chief engineer of a naval destroyer, um, what skills would they have in running a, a, skyscraper, in a skyscraper? And really the answer is, Pretty good skills, if you want to mind. And that's, that's where the key is. It's about thinking about these new ideas by connecting old old strategies. And that's yeah. where I think um, we're going to take a very optimistic view because what we've discussed today sounds really exciting. It's not doomsday where oh, suddenly AI or robotics will take over all our jobs and suddenly humans will be completely uh, clueless on vacation in uh, in their prime uh, youth years. That that's not, the, that's not the scenario that we're playing out here. So it looks pretty interesting to be in a world where where there's a lot more happening, data is more accurate, you're not spending more time on collecting data, which can take so many months or years, but you're actually getting that at your fingertips, but you're making sure understanding how to make that data useful. And I really like that concept of actually giving good advice to your clients, which is such a big thing because uh, they will be relying on these on these. Uh, consultants or these people with these expertise who understand all these different moving parts, not only understand it, but actually make sense of it and interpret it for the client. Yes. So that's quite exciting. And interpret it honestly. This is the, the mm. key thing is, mm. is, you know, if you go into your car garage and they look at you and they go, oh, madam, your big end's gone. Um, mm. What you actually want is to establish a relationship of trust. And this is where that's vital between you and your expert, because you actually want to trust what you're being told mm. in the decisions you're making. Mm, mm, absolutely. And summing that up, we have uh, we've kind of talked about a term and that's how a professional service sector can actually become a term that's been used very casually everywhere is become innovative. That's what yeah. we've talked about today. That's what's innovation. It's it, it sums up beautifully exactly what we were talking about. Mm, no, well, it's got to be. You got to think about the future, and you got to think about what will your clients need be in two years' time, not now. Mm, mm. That's great. Thank you so much for a great chat, Julian. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Um, let's have uh, a discussion next week again. <laughs>